As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. this is Kendall and welcome to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. At the start of every episode, we take a moment to talk about Jane. You might be wondering who this Jane is, so let's get right into it. Well, Jane isn't a person. Rather, Jane is a practice management software that I love and use every single day here at our clinic. Having a reliable, intuitive, and beautifully designed software has transformed the way I do business and enables me to see clients, manage my business, and grow my clientele all at the same time. Plus, the name is easy to remember. Jane's online booking opened up a world of possibilities for our clinic, and Jane's online booking site meant my clients and clients of our entire team could easily see what times were available in an organized way. Some of our clients and patients even have our online booking site bookmarked in their web browser for easy access, and it gives them an up-to-date look at our availability in real time. So if you're wanting to learn more, head over to jane.app. If you know you're ready to get started with Jane, you can use the code W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S one mo wellness one month in your sign-up notes for a one-month grace period welcome back everyone today we have paul Cooty joining us welcome paul hello thanks for having me we're so glad to have you so paul launched tributary coaching to bring his knowledge and coaching skills to the business world creating positive change in the lives of business professionals striving for the same sort of success and fulfillment. Business owners can get trapped by the very business that was meant to provide freedom. At Tributary Coaching, they use the power of story to help entrepreneurs take action on the right things to build the business and life that sets them free. Indeed, it is such a good time. (laughs) So Paul, we're so glad to have you today. So we're going to jump right in. You're here to talk to our audience about about marketing and what what sort of mistakes brands can fall into. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to help folks try to figure out how it is they should share their story, which is what a lot of people want to do in order to to grow their businesses. Wonderful. So first question I have for you, uh, what do most brands get wrong when they're formulating their message? Oh, that's such a good question. A lot of times brands will start off focusing on one thing or one area. And then as they grow, the message can get sort of confusing or muddled. And often what they end up doing is wanting to share a story that's about them. And of course, when we do that, uh, it doesn't really attract or sort of 
bring in clients in a way that makes them want to do business with you. It just sort of maybe makes them admire you or, or excited about you and your journey as a business. But what they need is to be invited into a story that's really about them. And that's usually the, the, the one paradigm sort of dynamic and shift that most businesses benefit most from is really positioning themselves in relation to their clients in a different way so that their brand really becomes uh, sort of a guiding force in their world as opposed to the center of the story itself. Wonderful. So what is the real challenge that business owners are facing when they add modalities to their practice, right? Because most of our listeners for Wellness Center Creators are expanding out into multidisciplinary practices and they're venturing into adding modalities that they haven't marketed previously at their business. Right, right. As we add things, it can be a challenge to really make them sort of fit in a congruent way underneath all all under one umbrella so that the story still makes sense. One of the most important things we need to do is figure out what problem we solve and, and for whom. And that can be a challenging thing. It can get confusing when you can solve so many different types of problems with a range of different types of modalities. And so the real challenge becomes, how do we fit this all under one sort of umbrella and talk about it in a way that's clear and makes sense to people right away and is inclusive of all of the modalities and really makes them all sort of on a level playing field. Because as we add modalities, often, you know, organizations can really be based around one sort of service, say it's counseling, or maybe it's a, a naturopathic physician that wants to add other modalities. And it can be really easy to sort of have, you know, XYZ business plus this new modality. And a lot of times it's much more powerful if we can bring them in on on an equal level so that there is an association with that brand that really includes all of the modalities and people don't just think of it for counseling plus some other things, for example. And that's that sometimes is a, a challenge because we're not as experienced with that problem or who we solve it for. And we really need to bring together those other modalities and really speak to to those problems that they solve and bring everyone together in a way that allows you to have a unified message that everyone fits underneath. Yeah, I just feel like that's spot on. All of my coaching clients come up against this at some point as they're adding these modalities. And it's so easy to get caught up in what we know. Right. We know how to market the thing we've been doing and to really shift that messaging. It's a big deal. It's a big deal to to move outside of our own modality. So um, how can we shift our mentality and our team's mentality and the message around what we do so clients know that they want to work with us? Right. No matter what they're coming in for, that we're going to solve their problem. Yes. Oh, that's a great question. I love I love this because it does take a team, right? We often are thinking about marketing as an external thing we do to get clients in the door, but really we need to be marketing internally to the team members we have, uh, really helping craft and shape the story for our clients so that everyone's working together in a unified way. And when there's different uh, modalities and different experience levels and backgrounds and everyone's coming together into this team, it can be a challenge to get everyone working together in that in that way. One of the most favorite activities we do and, and that I help clients with as a story brand certified guide is we develop with people something we call a one-liner. 
And it really is that one thing that you can say that really lets people know why it is your brand exists and why they should care. And when you have everybody on your team able to sort of pull out that one liner and it, it all sounds pretty much the same, it is such a unifying and powerful force. Like everybody on the team becomes part of your sales team at that point. And also everybody really feels a part of an important story. They know that no matter what role they play on the team, it's really ultimately serving this, this story. And this one-liner uh, is going to have three key parts to it. You're really going to need to be able to clearly identify the problem. Then the second part of this one-liner is the product. And then the third part is the result what sort of positive thing happens as a result of doing business with you. And it takes some, some playing with, and if you want to really get buy-in from your team, involve the team in the creative process of this, it can help uh, to really have sort of a facilitator or sort of someone kind of leading the process. But if you can pull everyone's thoughts together and come up with a really good one-liner, it not only gives everybody a, the words or the, the sort of message behind this story, it can also make them feel more a part of the team which is really powerful, especially if they've only been thinking about things from one modality's perspective. It can really pull the, the other perspectives together in a, in a strong way for them and make it easy to talk about. Awesome. So how, how do we really develop leads with the new modalities, right? This is almost like starting from scratch. Say you have a mental health group practice, you add massage right. therapy. How all of a sudden do we develop leads and how and where to market? I know over the years, as we added modalities to our team, it sometimes felt like, okay, now we're growing this business. Now we're growing this business. Now we're growing mm -hmm. this business. So how how do we do that? How does one do that? Yeah. Well, there's a couple different places that we usually start. And the, the most cost-effective place to start is usually with the clients you already have. The customer acquisition does carry a pretty heavy toll often, and that can take the form of paying for you know social media ads or other forms of advertising or uh, producing giveaways or collateral. And all of those uh, resources are important for acquiring new customers. But one of the best places we like to start is with our existing clientele and really helping them see the benefits and discovering the real pluses of working collaboratively with somebody else on your team to address some of their problems from a couple different angles. The the way I like to look at marketing, though, is um, I sometimes use the analogy of going, going on a little fishing trip. We can go on a little fishing trip and we can get ourselves some customers in a few different ways. And if you really want to catch a few fish, uh, you can use one of these that I'll share with you now. Uh, but if you want to uh, grow quickly, you'll do a little bit of each. And the first one is hooks and lines. So really developing some sort of uh, regular marketing activity that you can go and check. It's sort of uh, maybe consider this like your chamber of commerce groups or local networking organizations. Maybe you're a part of a activity. Maybe you're in a bridge club or something. I don't know. But it's uh, something you do regularly where the people there know what you do. And you can sort of uh, consider that a, a referral source and a way to really expand, uh, but not such uh, time-consuming activity. Uh, you can throw that hook and line out there and see what nibbles. You can also throw a net out in the water. And the net fishing is really the broad reaching thing. So that's like your website. That's like a social media channel. That would be the, a bus ad on the side of a bus or something. Or you have a, a billboard or a commercial or radio spot. Those things that reach a lot of ears and eyes that, that are not necessarily that specific. But through just sheer volume, you're going to pull people in. 
And then of course you also have the spear fishing. So you could throw that hook and line out there. You can throw a net in the water. And while those things are doing their, their work, you can be pursuing those particularly useful referral partnerships or larger higher end clients. And they take a bit of nurturing and they, those are folks that we're sort of building trust with and really moving through those, those stages of the relationship with, and, and they're very specific and they are folks that you'll want to form partnerships with and really, really develop over time. And so as you add things, products and services, we really want to be looking at what are the ways we're reaching out in general for the current thing that you make money on that primary service, but also obviously for the new modalities, can we get a few different ways of fishing happening at once and be consistent with it? you will get results on the new thing if you have that approach. I love that. And just for all the listeners to know, I've known Paul for a couple of years now, and he has a lot of outdoor metaphors for us. So there's <laughs> we more. Will go there. There's more there. <laughs> we will go there. There's definitely more there. And they're all useful. Absolutely. So, Paul, how can wellness center creators out there create more word of mouth marketing and really stand out in the crowd. It's it's one of the strongest forms of marketing you can you can do and if you can turn your clients into your sales team that is is really powerful. Uh, it, it, there's not an exact science or formula for this, uh, but there are a couple of key things you want to keep in mind and it is uh, it is this. So for really inspiring word of mouth marketing, what it, what really makes its way into our conversations, think about the last time you told somebody else about a brand or service or product that you purchased that you were then providing some free marketing for. They probably went above and beyond your expectation, meaning you like to a surprising level, like something surprising happened that you didn't even think you were going to get, but there it was. And you're sharing that mm -hmm. with them. And it's probably going to be something that's fairly memorable or, uh, or, or unique. And you think of things like, uh, I think it's like the, the, the Howard Johnson hotels or whatever they have, uh, they have like soft, warm baked, like chocolate chip cookies at the front desk. And it's, it probably costs quite a bit of money to put all that in, but sure enough, when people stay there, they tell, they tell people about it. Um, I told a story a long time about uh, a, a, a cab driver in, in the St. Louis area that um, made it through the Uberization of the industry because they provided the extra perks and extra benefits like quick soft drink here or there. Here's the, here's the newspaper for you. Would you like to have information about this site or that site? And all of a sudden stood out in the crowd because the person getting in that car expected just a basic ride to the airport. But what they came away with was so much more. And those are the things that we start talking about. So what is the, the low cost, little added perk or little benefit that goes above and beyond that nobody really saw coming? Um, and it has an upfront expense. It's somewhat hard to track the actual return on that investment. But if you add that little, little moment of delight into that experience, into your regular customer flow and process, it will it'll come back to you many times over in the form of positive word of mouth marketing. Absolutely. And one example of this that we started doing at our clinic at Vancouver Wellness Studio was every time someone comes in for a massage, we send them home with a little personalized um, glass vial of uh, massage oil mixed with the essential oils that were used in their massage. And our massage services are all inclusive, so we don't do any add-ons. And then they get to take home this little vial. And it's 
completely unexpected for new clients when they come in. And then it's something that they bring back to our business and they tell people about it. And that's just one small example of how that's worked for us in our clinic. Oh, it's cunning as well, because you know how strong that association of that sense of smell is with remembering experiences. And if they had a really positive, delightful experience, and then they can make that connection in their brain, it's like they're right back in there in that massage again. Uh, That's super powerful and so smart as well. Yeah. I mean, it takes the experience... It, it takes experience home with them. And I mean, I, I'm also a massage client of our massage therapist. Um, yeah. I will say that loudly and proudly. I absolutely take advantage of our services here. And But truly, when I go home and I use that massage oil on my feet before I go to bed, mm-hmm. it it brings me back to the experience of being in the massage and helps bring my nervous system back into regulation. So it is right. a powerful tool. Right. Your brain, your body is like, oh, right. We're in that mode now. I'm just going to just chill out. And it, it does it. Oh, so nice. <laughs> um, so, Paul, uh, I know you're very well-versed in websites and bringing story to websites. So what would you say are some things that every website should have? Absolutely. I'm glad you asked. And just as a quick caveat, I I am a terrible web developer, but I do know exactly what your website needs in order to convert clients and to to invite people into a story. Uh, And the biggest mistake that we sort of see is people using their website like a giant business card or like an expression of their story. And so I'm going to give you some some key pointers here and some things that you should jump jump right on your website now as you're listening to this and just kind of check the boxes and see if it has these items. Uh, the, one of the first things that we dive into with a client when they're wanting to develop their website is is the story and the message behind it. Because often what happens is thousands and thousands of dollars get spent on creating a beautiful website that amplifies a confusing, noisy message that nobody really gets engaged with. And then you are end up being a patron of the arts as opposed to somebody who's running a successful business that has a website converting new visitors into clients. And we all love the arts. We want a beautiful website, but we need to have the, the story behind it. And so the first thing we start with is what's that tagline? Like, what is it going to be that's going to arrive right at the top of that page? It's usually a sort of a distillation of the the real thing that your business is all about. And it opens up lots of conversations about, you know, where is this thing going? What is the problem that we're solving for folks? But getting that tagline right is so important. So having a clear tagline that is distinct, that leaves people with that glimpse as to what they're going to get from your business. And it relates into something called the grunt test. We're going to get into probably here a little bit later on. And uh, as it relates to your website, we'll see and make sure that your website passes that that grunt test. So stay tuned for that here in a minute. Uh, but the next thing that I see missing on so many websites, and it blows me away, I still see it a lot, is a lack of any sort of real distinct call to action. Like it'll have beautiful pictures and information galore about everything they offer. And maybe even invites folks into a wonderful story that's about the customer, but there's no way to obviously see and take action with with a button right away, or they hide it down at the bottom of the page. And so don't be afraid to have multiple places on that site where there's call to action buttons that take them to the thing that you really want them to do, which is probably to book that initial consultation or come for a tour of the space or whatever that thing is that really gets people into your sort of beginning of your sales cycle and, and working as a client with you. 
but having that clear call to action right there on the site, make sure it's prevalent. I like the top right-hand corner, especially. It's one of the most valuable pieces of real estate on your whole website because our eyes generally are going to scan across the top first thing when we visit the site and then move into a bit of a Z pattern across the screen. It's just how our, our eyes sort of map across the website. So having a clear, strong call to action on the top right is something I always look for. And then lots of images of success. Lots of, and what I mean by success is what's that happy, positive, good outcome that comes from doing business with you? Um, we do need to be speaking to the customer's problem, but we want to really kind of overload that success meter as much as possible, have lots of images of it, show what, really paint a picture of what's their life going to be like when they do business with you. And then I always, the third thing I always want to make sure that everyone has on their website is, is somehow creating like bite-sized chunks of offerings for what you do. Because as you add modalities or you add different things and services and we start to have a pretty broad menu of the options, it can be really confusing and really sort of overwhelming for clients because they don't know where to start. And often if we can just package things together or sort of chunk things together in bite-sized pieces where people can see clearly what it is they need to do to help solve their problem, you're going to have a lot more success there. So maybe it's you know, if you had all the offerings on the website, it would be too much, but maybe they're either packaged or you have a really good, close, honest look at what are the top three things making your business money and how do we highlight those things really prevalently on the website and then let people dive into the rest of your offerings after they're in the door and turn them into return customers as opposed to them hitting a sort of Mount Everest of options and never even starting down that path. And then finally, the, the thing that I always you know, and get most excited helping clients with is, is I want to see sort of the, the brand script, the story, story behind their brand and that message really reflected in the website in a way that it kind of runs like a story. Whereas someone's moving through the site, even if they're just scanning and not reading really deep that they they're entering into a story that's about them. And it comes to those natural story element points like being called to action and then they actually do it because they feel like they're part of a story and you get what's called narrative transportation where you're actually moving and interacting and and seeing and visualizing this problem finally getting solved to the point where you do something about it so those five things are what we need to have on a website and one of the first things that we start looking at is that grunt test so I alluded to that here just a little while ago, and it's something that um, everybody can do. Now that you, you're going to hear this, and you're going to you're going to you're never going to look at a web page the same way again, especially your own. So here it is. This is right from Donald Miller and the Story Brand uh, crew that we we train with, and it is this: you want to open up the laptop uh, with your website showing, and if you could plop that laptop down in the lap of a caveman, and that caveman could grunt out three things. What are you offering? How does it make my caveman life better? <laughs> and how do I do business with you? How, what's that call to action? Like, how do I get the thing that's going to help me make it better? If you can have that happen in about five seconds, like you can do this. There's, it's hard to find actual cavemen, but you can go to a, uh, a whether it's a shared workspace or a coffee shop nowadays or something, and you can just say, hey, do you have, do you have five seconds? I just need you to look at something for me. And show people your actual website for five seconds, close the laptop and ask them those three questions. What do we do? How does it make your life better? And do you know what you need to do to, to, to buy? And if they can answer those three things, if your website passes the grunt test, you are most of the way through the battle of marketing your business on, online. And it'll, it will uh, 
transform, even if you just take the top above the fold, the top half of your website and apply those changes to it, you will have, you'll have gotten your return on this podcast episode. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well worth the price. Absolutely. Of admission. That's everyone's homework is to, yeah, price if all worth the, worth the price of the podcast and, um, that's that's some good homework to to grab your laptop, pull up your website and and try out the grunt test. So Paul, while I have you for a couple more minutes, I would love if you could share with our audience just a bit more about your own story and how you how you started as a professional kayaker and got to be a business coach and story brand guide. Sure. It's a it's a it's a little bit of a convoluted, uh, unexpected tale, but I, I try to keep it short. But I do, um, I do like to, to share the fact that I was sort of at the the apex of my my career as a as a pro kayaker, which means you you literally live in a van down by the river and kayak all day. Um, which it goes a little bit more into it than that. You have to <laughs> you have to do a, a number of things. Some of those things are promoting brands. Some of those things are really running and treating your own career like a small business and figure out how to message and how to position and how to niche into the sport that uh, is is challenging in its own right, but to make a living of it is even more challenging. So I really found myself focused and, and excited about those things. And when I wanted to start a family and wanted to uh, really make you know, more of the sport, I really got into the coaching side of things, really bringing my sort of kayaking skills to people on the water but something funny happened when I got on the water with folks. I, I found myself sort of paddling along next to people and the, the squirrelier and more turbulent and, and, and scarier the water got, the more like came bubbling out of them as far as their life goals, aspirations. I don't know if it was getting them out of their day-to-day -day life or getting them out into challenging experiences, but they, I found myself giving like really affordable therapy sessions by kayak on accident. And <laughs> this process, uh, <laughs> it led me to realize that I, I more was actually into being at that sort of forefront of, of that moment of decision-making and facing fears and going for it. Like I happened to do that in a kayak with somebody you know, learning to run a waterfall or surf a big wave. But it, the same thing sort of happens when you are coaching folks in the business. It's more about being at that right there, supporting them in that moment of decision and facing those fears. And I made the switch with the help of a fellow friend and executive coach um, over to um, coaching small businesses. And that was about seven or eight years ago now. And I finally managed to uh, find a way to have my weekends free to hang out with the family and take them on all the adventures that I have uh, come to know as I uh, started my career. So that's really the the idea that I uh, started this business with tributary coaching was taking the sort of mindset and facing fears and skills that you need as a, an athlete out on the water, plugging those into business leaders in order for them to excel and run their businesses like I would run a waterfall <laughs> with full commitment. So that is uh, what kind of what led me to this work. And as a part of coaching small business owners, darn it, if they all they all want to grow their business the weirdest thing. And uh, we talked about some analogies and things. We started looking at their businesses like an airplane. Like, how can we get this thing some more um, altitude? How can we get it to go farther, faster, more? Because it's not about making more money. 
because a business's purpose isn't to make money. I'll say it again. A business purpose is not to make money. It's, it's to go somewhere, just like an airplane. It's to build something new and have new experiences. And so that airplane um, involved a lot of sales and marketing right away. Uh, and that, that sales and marketing we t- call uh, the left and right engines of our airplane because it provides the thrust and the energy and the forward momentum in order for the wings, our products and service wings, to gain some lift and gain altitude. One of the first things we look at to give our airplane enough space over the treetops to actually start making other decisions that affect the fuel or cash flow. And all of that decision-making and sort of visioning happens up in the cockpit, which is our leadership area of the airplane. And in order to really give you the space and time to make good leadership decisions, we need to have enough happening on the sales and marketing side. So that's when I became a story brand certified guide and really honed in on the thing that I see giving most small businesses and and most uh, leaders that initial lift to their airplane, which is knowing what story they're actually living with their business and how to talk about that. So it increases sales. That's beautiful. And anyone who has worked with you is so glad you have taken that journey and you are where you are because you have supported so many business owners um, across the country and I imagine into other countries as well at this point and also locally. So I know there's something you want to give away to the audience today and a little something like to promote, let them know where they can find you. Absolutely. So there is a couple different things that I think you might find useful. I have a a PDF that I'd love to share with everybody that's a guide on the five things their website should have. I listed them off quickly here, but there's some really good details in there that are going to help people get those things up on their website quickly so they can see some some real impact there. And so all they need to do is just email uh, paul at tributarycoaching.com and I'll be able to send that their way. And in that, I'll also include a link for Business Made Simple University, which is a, an online learning platform that has kind of everything the small business owner really needs in order to take their business to the next level in, in one sort of easy to use uh, video module format that I think has given people is just as much value, if not more, than an MBA. It's sort of all that all of the practical things though that a small business owner really could use and and needs to implement right away. So BMSU, it's 275 bucks for the year and I can give you the link for that. Um, But whether you do that or not, I would love to be able to extend one more sort of offer to your audience that's kind of special thing that takes a little bit of time, but I think it's worth it because you all are doing uh, important work in the world and helping people feel better and live healthier lives. And I love that. So for anybody listening to this that wants to have a free web audit of their website, um, you're welcome to go over to tributarycoaching.com. Click on the button on the top right, of course, to book a free consultation there. And we can take a little bit of time during that to pull open your website, take a look at your brand and your messaging and see if we can give you some pointers and, and tweak some of the words that are on there so that you get a whole lot more visitors and a whole lot more people booking those initial consults. Happy to extend that offer to you. And for those that want to go farther, we can, you know, we can talk about other ways to, to uh, make some changes to their brand and message. Absolutely. That's super generous, Paul. Thanks so much. And I do encourage everyone to take advantage of the free consult and the website audit. I promise it will be valuable to you. Paul, thanks so much for being here. You're so welcome. Thanks so much for the opportunity and keep on doing what you do. (laughs) 
Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.